to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Oh, I've met my share of witches. I know one when I see one witch. No, I'm not a witch. I was just cursed with dark magic. And the difference is, I want to be rid of it. The will of the wisp is the only way. You want to be rid of it? I know what that's like. It's a terrible fate to be cursed. Just be glad you're not a bear. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm pretending I'm Elsa. And this is a twister. It's a twister. We also talked about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time, and we're back we're for back. season five. Yay! And my camera's all wackadoo. Hold oh, on. There no. we go. Okay, we got it. Yes. Turn your, you never turned your light on. I never did, did I? There we now go. Now you're really wackadoo. Let there be light. Excellent. Uh, but we're back for season five uh, here live Monday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with our lovely chatters. Let's see. Who do I see We've in there? We've got a whole party. Let's see. I We've see. got... Sir Michael of Lucero. Sir Michael of Lucero. Amy We've... P. Robotic Sage. Monica. Mew. Liz. Hope. Bobby. Angel. Amy. Akon. I don't know Akon, but hi. And maybe a Merida, too. She Merida? might be in there. Where's I Merida? don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's possible. Uh, There's no Merida. There's no Merida. There's was, no Merida? I was lying. Darn. Drat. Drat. No, but uh, we're here to talk <laughs> once upon a time uh, like we, we did. We've done for the past several years. Wow. I know. By the way, so this is this is our third year? No. Two, three, four. This is our fourth year? Yeah, this is our fourth year. What the what? And uh, if, <laughs> if you guys weren't paying attention during the summer, we also completed finally completed our goal to have an episode of greetings for every episode of Once Upon a Time. We have commentaries for the entirety. For of season one. It's so, so exciting. If, if you missed those, go ahead and uh, check those out again. Totally. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, but Amory, how was your summer? Busy. Busy? It was yeah. really stinking rotten busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it ever slowed down though because <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, we're back. I will I will say that we have been uh, showing up down at uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Every weekend. And pretty much every weekend. Except this and, coming weekend. And we've actually met a couple people who listen to the show. <gasps> we which have. Is cool. We have. Uh, this weekend, actually, we went and hung out with uh, one Joshua Phelps at Superman uh, JGP on Twitter. Yes. Good job on that. Yeah, Because I'm I like, know. I got to look it up. I, I can't even do it. <laughs> no, but it was a lot of fun. We went to the Indiana Jones bar. Yep. We went to the brand new bar at Disney mm-hmm. Springs, officially. As of tomorrow, it's Disney Springs. Um, let's see what else we did. Yeah, no, we walked around. We hung out. It was his first day of vacation, so we yeah. were all really excited. Yeah, but uh, if you guys ever make it down to Walt Disney World, let us know. We'll try and meet up with you for sure. Oh, also, yeah, if you check out uh, youtube.universebox.com, mm-hmm. you can check out our, our cust- custom uh, video tour of Mr. Oh, Gold's yes. shop at Hollywood Studios, that's too. Right. So that's a lot of fun. You know, Mr. Gold Shop is one of the few things not shut down at Hollywood Studios. We're not shutting if you, down. If you in look the near in future. really, really close, you can see Mr. Gold in a coma back behind the windows, <gasps> though. Like you That's can't, awful. and you can see Blue Fairy drawing a mustache on him because there's no one there to stop her. <laughs> but uh, okay, it's true. There is no one there to stop her. 
Speaking of, uh, we, we might as well go ahead and get started uh, with, with our discussion for this week's episode, uh, the first episode of Season 5. Uh, but Amory, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the rhyming episode summary, as you always do. You always. The Dark Swan is here with her greased-back new hairdo. She emerges from the black magic oily goo. She wants to avoid the Dark One's dark calling. With luck, her friends might stop her from falling. That's if they can find her with the help of a witch. Traveling to realms in a house is her niche. Camelot's calling. Emma hits the salon. She's no longer good in this week's The Dark Swan. The Dark Swan. Swan. The Dark, dark Swan. Swan. So, Emery, what did you think? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> you liked it? I loved it. Like, so I know that last season we were all like, meh, meh, this isn't very mm-hmm. terribly awesome. Well, and the then, last half we were pretty well, okay we, with. We built back up. Yeah. So like Frozen did this and then the second half sort of did it, it took a slow and then that finale just sort of went whoop mm-hmm. for me. And you know what? I think this held it. Mm-hmm. I think this really held it for me. You? Uh me, I I had I had some quibbles. Well there's always bits. a quibble. But overall I liked it. Like I was really worried, honestly, about the whole Merida thing because of Frozen and right. how closely they hewed to uh the Frozen movie and everything, but I didn't watch Brave all summer. I haven't seen Brave. So even if it was too on the nose, I don't knows. So, uh, you don't knows. I don't knows. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And Meredith seemed fine. I, I do have some complaints about her, which I'll get to in a second. But, uh, yeah, overall, I liked it. It was good. It was a good time. Definitely. And, uh, oh, uh, Hope says, uh, you wrote, uh, the first amazing rhyming summary of the season. Thank you, Hope. I, I hope to write at least 21 more of those <laughs> at the very least. Unless they do those weird two-parters or something again. Uh, they always do at least one weird yeah. two-parter. It's usually the finale mm-hmm. or the mid-season finale though but i i guess uh we also you know i'll, I'll mention that uh the general consensus i saw online was really good except for like one or two reoccurring motifs <laughs> like you know i can see i mean when we tweeted about it so you mm-hmm. know the reoccurring motifs yeah. aka there was a curse cloud and memory loss and, in the first episode these characters are completely brain damaged now they really have to it be it happens i just love the fact that snow went lost her memory again <laughs> like and she uh, said it like this too because she's she had lost her memory so many times wonder if they mind wiped the baby and roll it the baby doesn't have any memory the baby's never gonna grow up baby's though. baby's too young to have too long term but is he uh, six weeks older at least <laughs> is, yes but at this point shouldn't he be nearing his first birthday which means unswaddled and starting to walk <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, let's see. Monica says in the chat room, Apple Meeks, uh, yes, you need to watch Brave. It wasn't very on the nose. More like uh, this is happening after. I, yeah. I, I will watch Brave after it's over, but I figured, and I tried to do this for Frozen last year, but it mm-hmm. kind of fell off. Uh, but I, I'm trying to be the voice of the ignorant, the voice of the person who Oh, has, you're always seen. the voice of the ignorant. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, I will start off with my first ignorant comment then. Oh, oh, and it is. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, well, uh, Emma took a big old walk of shame in this episode. <laughs> uh, we noted in the spoiler party uh, in the lead up to the we season. We called that, her the walk of shame the whole time. Yeah, that uh, the promo pictures look like she was taking, you know, the classic college walk of shame back to your yeah. dorm room in the morning after nasty, a night of debauchery. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, her her entire journey this episode was really a kind of a walk of shame through it the It really woods. was. It really was. Yeah, and, and first of all, I, I guess that oily look came 
came from the 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 slick oily substance. Well, that, it was the dark one powers. He's yeah, dark it, and oily. Yeah, the same uh, place we saw Rumpelstiltskin come back to life in season three B. Right. So, but was it? it because I, it, I know it was like the same disc. It, it looked like the same disc, but maybe there's a few of them because um, wasn't that one like the Lumiere thing? Like, wasn't there like a whole setup and lots of snow? going on in that one says the girl who needs to rewatch things maybe <laughs> i don't know okay. i honestly don't know okay we'll come back okay but uh okay so uh speaking of rumple mm-hmm. you know he was there and as we speculated over the summer yeah. uh, it really was kind of like a, a manifestation of the dark one slash mind palace kind of right emma's crazy kind of thing <laughs> yeah i um uh, i i really like that uh that whole uh the dark one's personality appealing to emma to kind of embrace the dark one powers and I, I, I also uh, wonder, did, we never saw this Mind Palace version of the Dark One appear to Rumpelstiltskin, did we? No, but um, he even says a few times that he's only there until she embraces it. Mm-hmm. So basically that, you know, figment of her imagination, what have you, is only there until she accepts being the Dark One and starts doing stuff on her own. Yeah, that, that was my, sort of to give her the push. Yeah, that was my impression too, because uh, Rumpelstiltskin was like ready from the get-go. Like, I want to I mess some stuff up. I want to mess some people up. Yeah, but, you know, we didn't um, go through that whole journey with him mm-hmm. as much as we are going with her. Like, right yeah. now, we kind of saw them kill Zazo or Zozo or... Oh, uh, Sir Michael, uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room asked, are they in Camelot or uh, just Miss Haven in general? I think I Camelot's think Camelot. adjacent to. Yeah, they're all... I, I got the impression that I get the impression that Camelot is next to Miss Haven. Yeah. Th- that's the impression that I get anyway. Um, I also really liked uh, that we got a- another name of another previous Dark One, Gorgon the Invincible. <gasps> I loved Gorgon the Invincible, but man, was that scary. Yeah, I hope he comes back. I hope there's some sort of flashback with him or something. That'd be nice. Maybe, maybe. But so, if he was invincible, how is he not still the Dark One? I guess he wasn't that invincible. <laughs> Uh, but I, again, uh, you know, during Emma's walk of shame, she runs into Merida mm-hmm. uh, from the Pixar movie Brave, who's mm-hmm. not really a traditional fairy tale character, storybook no. character at all. In fact, uh, I don't even know She's if they crazy. ever even did like a children's book of that movie. Because there's that, always a children's book of a Disney movie. Because that wasn't like that wasn't a very popular yes, Pixar was. movie, was it? Yeah, it, I, it, I, it I know it's I know it's come more into popularity over the past couple of years because they've been introducing Merida into the Disney Princess line of characters, so they've been pushing it. A lot more. They, no, they actually um, introduced her immediately into the princess line. There was actually pushback because mm-hmm. they um, prettied her up for her dolls. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she, she has a chubby face, um, which this actress doesn't have a terribly chubby face, but she's not, um, you know, the crazy, mm-hmm. perfect, pretty that they're making all the Disney princesses be. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she was actually really, really popular. It, the problem is she sort of got like trumped by Frozen. Yeah, I, <laughs> she I, came I, out like a year and a half before Frozen. Yeah, I, so she I had just, one Christmas. I just pulled or, up a Pixar box office grosses just because I was kind of curious. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brave was the 10th most popular Pixar movie ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat out Wally, Ratatouille, uh, the original Toy Story. Cars well, too. at that time it was... And, yeah, they, there's probably some inflation there too. And A Bug's Life, which is the least popular ever. Really? Yeah, but I... Good I, show I, at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, so. but there were, there were uh, some that did better than that, like Cars and Toy Story 2, Monsters yeah, but, Incorporated, all that. Uh, yeah. I remember it not being the most popular anyway. See, okay, but I remember it actually being relatively popular, but I guess it's because um, I hang with moms. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, like there were many, many little girls who wanted to be brave that year for Halloween uh-huh. and the fighting to get the red wigs and the, so it's, mm-hmm. and it was just a very, it was a very girl power movie. I know our friend, uh, formerly of the Mary Sue, uh, Jill Pantosi really likes Merida because she looks a lot like Merida. Oh, does she? Yeah. She has long curly red hair and stuff. So I'm jealous. I want long curly red hair. Yeah. And she, she's been a guest on the show before that too. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I thought Merida was okay. She definitely served a purpose in the story, but it also felt kind of generic to me. Uh, like I, I understood intellectually that this was a character from a movie they're bringing mm. in in everything, but at the same time, it felt like it totally could have been like Random Villager Number Two could have fulfilled the same function. Um, I think it was a little easier to introduce the Wisps. Mm-hmm. With her because wisps were like a big, big deal in Brave. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the wisps will lead you to your destiny so type wh- thing. Why did she? Because, okay, so who was lying here? Because Mer- Merida said, uh, it, obviously she knew about the wisps. Right. And she, she, said one, she said once she used it, she would uh, let give it to Emma so she could ask her question about Merlin. So was she lying to Emma or was the the dark one rumple mind palace guy? Is this lying? really a question? Who do you think was lying? I, I here? was going to say, was he, or was he? <laughs> lying to Emma uh, telling her that uh, you know you couldn't reuse a wisp well reduce reuse recycle wisp I, I guess I mean I don't know because you know you don't get we didn't get that far into the uh, mythos of the wisps mm-hmm. in Brave they were just there they were very important they did guide her to what she was looking for uh-huh. there wasn't whispering to the wisps as I recall there was just follow the wisps oh, okay they'll like you know save you oh I do want to point out and just because uh, I, I didn't put this in any, any notes, notes here uh, Angel Team the Chat room says uh, yes. They confirmed that uh, the nurse in the in the basement mm-hmm. is Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Which yes, thank you. <laughs> I hope we get an episode in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest world. But we they're won't. all cuckoo. Not that I, I don't. Well, know if that. you've ever seen the original movie, not going to happen. The pillow is a horse, though. Um, okay, so okay. Uh, what was Emma? Do you think Emma was really worried about harming the one she loves, or was she, she using that as an excuse to tap into the Dark One powers? Because we saw her entire journey last season was her kind of realizing she had this dark side and kind of kind of playing with it, kind of easing in there a little bit. So do you think do you think she honestly wanted to protect the people she loved, or do you think that she was just using that as an excuse? No, I think she honestly wants to protect the people she loves. Otherwise, why would she have taken the dagger and saved Regina? No. Yeah. Yeah, I, but, I don't... But I mean, at the same time, that was kind of like, at the end of last season, the, before the Heroes and Villains rewrite and everything, she was kind of at the, the peak of her evilness. You right. know, or her, like, embracing the dark side. Yeah. The dark side. Um, I don't think it was an excuse for her to tap into the Dark One powers, uh, because you see her struggle so desperately not to, mm-hmm. and that they pull her back they yeah. do stop her from actually killing merida mm-hmm. so but at the same time you have to wonder if she was so into protecting her, her family why did she want to make them pay now you know six weeks later because it was six weeks later and obviously something else has happened yeah i'm, I'm kind of wondering we have a season to explain what else happened or half season at least but okay uh you wanted to talk a little Melon. bit about uh, that that first scene okay i had a major revelation while i was watching it's probably not an actual revelation it was just me noticing things so merlin tells Tells Emma that even if she does a bad thing for a good reason, that bad things will happen and that under no circumstances is she to remove Excalibur from the stone. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. We know that the dark we now know that the Dark One dagger and Excalibur are the same thing. I uh-huh. don't know who broke it, I don't know when it broke, but it's broken. Mm-hmm. So she already has Excalibur, in essence. She has already taken Excalibur from yes. the 
stone. So step one, out the door. So she took the, <laughs> the dagger. The stone being Rumpel's coal black heart. Yes, something like that. So that was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But she did it to save Regina. So that was a good reason. But now she's the dark one. Is the fact that she is now the dog swan the bad thing that happens? Or is there something else on the horizon? Uh, probably. I, I mean, because that, that can't be the end of the, the season. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, is that the the overall bad that happened from that? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. more bad things happen because she goes from, you know, struggling to, I'm going to kill you. You will all suffer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm very curious about what happened in that six, six weeks to turn well, everything yes. sideways. You right, know. and why did we wipe memories? And who That's gave, the question. And who why gave, are we wiping and, the memories? And who gave Sneezy Emma's jacket? That's really what I want to know. He just went into the charming <laughs> apartment that everyone lives in. Yeah, including um, Robin. In- yeah. Which was weird. Extremely. So, I don't know. It just it just seemed a little weird. Mm. No, but I definitely think you're right there that uh, the, the Excalibur what... Merlin was talking about was that part of Excalibur, the mm-hmm. Dark One dagger. That's what he was warning her against. But she was probably like, eh, some crazy weird dude at the right. movie theater when I was nine. But you know, she wasn't nine. She was like seven, if that. Um, But, like, shouldn't... See, this is the problem with all the flashbacks to childhood. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't she remember at least a little bit of that now? You know what? Speaking... She's only had her mind wiped once. <laughs> Speaking of remembering, I believe this was the first time they've ever actually shown a clip of a Disney movie on Once Upon a Time. Okay. I just thought yeah. it was worth noting because they show sort of they show the that scene. Yeah. Yeah, in the, she's what that's what she's watching in the movie theater, and I thought it was worth noting that they they actually I mean they, they went there. They've had a couple jokes where like Neil was like, "Yeah, there was a movie about you" or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this this is the first time they've actually shown part of a Disney movie in Once Upon a Time proper, right. which I thought was interesting. That was cool. Speaking of, uh, yeah, back to Merida for a second. <laughs> back to so. Merida. Back to Merida. Shouldn't Emma remember Brave? Because, you know, we're, we're working on a sliding time scale, but hadn't Brave come out prior to uh, Emma going to Storybrooke originally? I think it was supposed to be like, what, well, 2012? You, you just had it all pulled up. 2013. Uh, let's see it was, here. Um, it's only 2015 now, dear. So probably earlier than that. Yeah, it was a um, little, little earlier. She may see. have actually gone a year 2012. Before. 2012. When did once premiere? Uh, let's see. This is us Googling on the show. Welcome to us Googling on Welcome the show. Welcome to Greetings from Google. Greetings from Googlebrook. <laughs> um, let's see here. It'll probably be All right, I'm uh, read 2011. Tra- so you'd think so Emma she- would remember. No, because the movie, you just said the movie came out in 2012. Oh, okay. So she but was, it's, no. It's, no, because they had it. They, there's been at least two years that have passed since the show started. Exactly. But I, okay, so I guess she's so been she's in Storybrooke. Story okay. And I don't imagine that one year or whatever where she was living mm-hmm. back in New York that 15-year-old Henry was aching to watch Mar- to watch Brave. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Anyway, she was too busy hanging out with a monkey. <laughs> Okay, so uh, <laughs> Zelina in this episode, oh, the wi- ye old wicked witch, she has this this grand plan that includes chopping off her hand, uh, breaking the band, um, and then getting her man. Breaking uh, the band, <laughs> breaking the band. She didn't break the band; she broke herself. She broke herself to break the band. <laughs> she completely sliced off her hand. But anyway, she she get, gets rid of the magic uh, band and gets the uh, apprentice's wand. 
Sorry, she gets rid of the magic band. Yeah, yeah, um, but and gets the apprentice's wand because she ha- she wants to uh, create a portal back to Oz so she can go mm-hmm. and live there and be happy forevermore with her with baby. her baby who loves her. And I think she was being earnest. And I think she really about was going to go and never come back. Yeah, and it's just like if, if they hadn't uh, needed that portal like they did to go save Emma, I think letting Zelina go back to Oz would have been a great solution for all involved. It would have been amazing because then Ex- Regina the and Robin, is- I get to live in perfect harmony uh zelina gets what she wants which is uh unlimited power and somebody to love her and a kind of a happy ending and she'd be off the chessboard and out of their hair i think she would have stayed gone too i don't think it would have been like she would have gone there to plot to come back and uh kind of mess with all, all of our characters again like regina specifically right but she was taking robin's baby which is the mm-hmm. problem and you know robin and his honor you know otherwise they'd have Zelina earlier. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of feel like Robin might have been okay with that. I'm cons- sure. Considering the circumstances and considering that, I don't know, I, I'd assume Zelina's baby is going to be weird and twisted and kind of evil. You think? Yeah, just think, by the nature of being Zelina's baby because... Yeah. Zelina's Cora's grandchild? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I, I kind of wonder, you, you know, so obviously they needed the portal so mm-hmm. they couldn't let Zelina uh, hitch her eye back to Oz and everything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wonder why they took Selena to Camelot. Because like, who was going to watch her in Storybrooke? I'm just blue. Uh, for blue example. was taking care of the invalids. <laughs> but you know, it just seems like such a a big risk for such an important mission, especially when they were expecting to be back. You know, pretty relatively quickly. Do you think they were? Yeah, I, I don't think they... But the friars were down, so that was a situation. Yeah, I, I don't think they were imagining that they were going to be gone more than a, a week or two, you know? I mean, that's not quick. But, think- but I mean, I, th- I think, you know, Blue could have handled it. I uh, could have handled watching Zelina and it wouldn't have put the entire mission at risk, you know, because they, they're they're bringing Zelina back to a land with tons not tons maybe. Magic. Yeah, maybe not unlimited, but a lot of magic, a lot more magic than is available Storybrooke. in Storybrooke. And that seems like a huge liability. Obviously, it's going to play out in a bunch of different ways with mm. a bunch of fun stories oh, while yeah. they're in Camelot. There will be lots of shenanigans. But it made me quit. Actually, a lot of the characters they decided to bring along, like the bit like baby Neil. Um, at least they brought and, the baby. And Roland, (laughs) as he turns down my mic. Yeah, but uh, and uh, like it seems like they made a lot of like weird decisions about who they brought to Camelot with them. And I'll get to that later. But you know, as far as Zelina, her and Robin uh, in this episode, and I don't know if it's just because I've met Robin now because I met him at RegalCon last year. You should have met both of them. I I I missed her at the dance because she was at the at the ball on Saturday. Zelina was at the ball at Saturday night on uh, her real name. (laughs) But but uh, at RegalCon, but I missed her. Mm. Uh, But no, so I don't know if it's just because like I had a conversation with him or something. It just felt a little not Robin Hood to me. I mean, he he did have certain facial gestures that he made. Do it. Do what? Do what? Um, but, uh, you know, they, they both felt a little off to me, especially Robin handing out uh, Snow and Charmians. What was with that? I have no idea. Yeah, but, uh, you know, um, did, did anybody else think uh, that they, they were weird? Um, uh, I, they felt weird? I actually didn't. You didn't? Um, I completely thought, well, I feel a little bad for Robin because at this point, these other people have all been dealing with this kind of crap for years. Mm-hmm. And they get how each other works. They've actually known each other for hundreds of years in reality. Yeah. And so there's that. And he's just like, I rob from the rich to the poor. Here I am. <laughs> you know, like he just sort of came in yeah. out of nowhere. It seemed like, it just seemed like a lot of his scenes were him just standing there.
there while the action played out with all the other characters. Well, he's the newest uh, series regular, so that's what yeah, happens that's to you. that's very true. So hopefully we'll get some development from right. them since they're se- series regulars. Sorry. I actually, and I actually thought Zelina felt good. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought her character, like, she's just an amazing actress. Like, yeah. I'm glad that they they brought her back and are keeping her mm-hmm. on because, like, her half season wasn't awesome. Yeah. But she's gotten, she got better. Well, I don't know. In some, in some ways, no? especially the last episode of last season and this episode, like, she's starting to feel a bit more like Stefano Days of Our Lives evil <laughs> versus, uh... Well, she completely is with her unborn baby child. Yeah, but instead of like uh, I, I don't know like uh, in the the original Oz arc she almost felt kind of like Jokerish or something that kind of demented kind mm. of evil uh, well she still feels that because she just chopped her hand off the, and then like re-put it back on yeah yeah, yeah. It went on really easily, easily though, which I was know. nice. I, I wonder if she could help Hook out with that, if they could ever find his hand yeah, I again. I don't see that but, happening. Yeah. Well, they had it. Remember he had it back and then it was yeah, like evil or something? for one fateful day. Awful. Okay, speaking of Senor Captain Hook. Hook, he does have the emotional capacity of more than a <laughs> teaspoon. Let us all cheer. Yay! Oh, I, I, I said last night when we were watching the episode that he's been more proactive in this season than he was in the entirety of season four. In the first 15 minutes of this episode, he does more than he did in an entire season four. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like 15 minutes. It wasn't mm-hmm. even the whole episode. Um, It was really, really refreshing to see him actually get to do something. <laughs> it was nice because he was such an important character overall. Mm-hmm. He was part of one of the major quests of everything. One of the major ships of all time. The Jolly Roger, of course, is what I'm speaking of. <laughs> I'll talk about the ships. <laughs> um, but it was so nice to see him actually care about something and work towards fixing it. But um, Hook versus Regina, so much snark. Mm-hmm. So much wonderful awesomeness. <laughs> I will take the Hook versus Regina snark all day long. Because it was like, give it up, guy liner, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Put it down before you embarrass yourself. Yes, thank you. I did really enjoy that he remembered very clearly his and Henry's adventure in the Heroes and Villains universe, too. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, are we going to use the Wookiee trick? I know. I loved it. And then Henry was like, I never used the same trick twice. Oh, speaking of that, because I don't think we have this anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, Henry must be into all sorts of shenanigans because he's like, my mom, great with magic. Passwords, not so much. Always my birthday. You'd think she'd have noticed after a few bank statements. (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool because obviously the kid's stealing a credit card. What he's doing, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's... That happened in season one, right? Well, okay. Because that's how he got to Boston to find Emma. No, because he had Mary Margaret's credit card. Oh, was it? Okay. So maybe um, she was using his birthday too. You know, maybe her she favorite was. pupil. Her favorite pupil. How grind this When is it? When is she going to get back to teaching him? She's not. She's not. That's over now. Nah. Um, him going. I'm not a child anymore with his big gulp grannies. <laughs> um, okay. So that, but going back to back to Hook. Okay. So there was a plan. He recruits Henry for the plan, and he fails. But he owns that he fails. He didn't try and hide it. He didn't. Try and brush it under the rug. He's like, it's got it. But he also probably saved Merida from Emma, like, crushing her soul. Mm-hmm. So, yay, Hook. You were useful. Thank Hook, you. Hook, Hook is useful. Hook, Hook, He's Hook, a very Hook. useful pirate, you, you know. know. Uh, yeah, you Thomas the Tank Engine. I wonder if there's oh, a okay. Thomas the Tank Engine realm. Will <laughs> they go to be. the Isle of Sodor? Oh, my gosh. It's been so long since I've had to watch that. But Sir Topham Hatt. <laughs> friendly i did like Sir and thomas Hatt. is like there was like an a ice demon. cream thing i liked the 
ice cream <laughs> island there. Okay, well, we're going to get back this into is our... not Thomas the Tank Engine. But we're going to get back into our main discussion here in just a second. Uh, Emery, uh, we do have the contest thing coming up, so I make sure it. you have that. Okay. I, I did that before. Look, I'm proactive. Why don't you go ahead uh, through the chat room and maybe pull out a couple comments, too. Uh, All right, give me comments, homies. Yeah, so I, I'll go ahead and start out here. We do have, uh, if you guys uh, were, were aware, uh, we do have a Patreon page over at patreon.com slash universebox, which if you want to help support us on a monthly basis, that's a great way to do it. And we're going to have some physical items uh, that we're giving out in the month of October to our patrons. So uh, I guess I should order them. Yeah, yeah but uh, <laughs> ba- you have to get signed up this month if you want uh, the physical items. Uh, it's probably going to be a sticker or something like that. We still have to figure that out. You have two days. Yeah, but that's <laughs> patreon.com slash universebox, which you can get to through a new page we have set up over on our site at greetingsfromstorybrook.com slash support. It's this whole support page, which uh, with a few different ways mm-hmm. uh, you can help support the show. Uh, if, if you're not into the whole monthly uh, payment thing or if you want some merchandise uh, to, to help advertise your love of Greetings from Storybrooke, we have uh, some T-shirts here from Tee Public, And not just T-shirts, but also uh, – There's there, tank tops. There's, there's tank tops. There's hoodies. Uh, there's baseball shirts. There's a kid's shirt. You could have an entire mm-hmm. family dressed in Greetings from Storybrooke gear. Yeah, basically anything you want with the Greetings from Storybrooke <laughs> lo- logo, uh, which was brought to us by Seb Gons. And there's no quota, so you don't there, have to wait for – This isn't a quota thing. This yeah, is just you don't have it. You don't have to wait for 12 shirts to be ordered or something. You can just go and order one today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we get a little bit from that, and that helps support the show yep. and helps us grow and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we also have some stuff uh, through the Cafe Press shop uh, linked over here. From you Britain's may be familiar Storybrooke. with Cafe Press because it's awesome because you mm-hmm. can have like 765 different items, and they will print our logo on it. And yeah. who doesn't need like – I think there's actually a necklace flask. There's a men's wallet. There's a – Okay, see, mine's much more fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can uh, you can tumblers, uh, drink drink your mugs. magic juice out of a greeting from Storybrook flask. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, and we have all I the all that. the items you have available over on Cafe Press there, both with just the text logo mm-hmm. and with the full album art from the podcast. Right. So it, uh, you could get a phone case. Uh, a clear phone case, all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of craziness. There's tons of stickers mm-hmm. and banners. There's like wall prints, yeah. like those, um, just like the sticky things can reposition. There's those, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Yeah, so you can support us that way. And you can also, there's a link here to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we've went ahead and set up an affiliate link through Amazon, oh, which yes. if you're going to buy something through Amazon anyway, just come, you are. just come to <laughs> greetingsfromstorybrook.com slash support. And down here at the bottom, uh, there's a nice picture of the uh, once season four DVD set. Just click on that. You'll be taken to Amazon where you'll be able to, it, it links you automatically to a page of once upon a time merchandise, but you can buy literally anything and uh, we'll get a small piece of that to help support the podcast. So you're already spending the money. You're just, it's going to give us. Something. So if, if you like us, if you like what we do, if you, if you want to see us grow and do big, important things this year, like yes. going to Regal Con, like we did last year, for example, well, hopefully they do it in the spring. Yeah. Well, I go do something like something that. like that. Something, something like, like that. that. Uh, maybe we could throw a big party at uh, <gasps> D- Disney World or something like that. Holla. You know, okay. That could... We're going to need some serious patrons <laughs> if we're throwing a party at Disney World. But yes. Okay. So from but, the chat. Okay. But you can uh, do that at greetingsfromstorybrook.com slash support. Uh, Amory, some uh, word from the chat. All right. So people have opinions about bringing babies and uh, Rolhan to uh, to the uh, on the mission. Mm-hmm. One, um, Sage says, again, a responsible parent would have left the baby at home. Monica <laughs> 
says, no, baby should not come on Gwes. Too dangerous. There is still a town of people that could watch him. Um, uh, There was also somebody who said they don't know if they'll be able to come back. I lost that one. Oh, they don't know if Merlin could come back. Um, Heroes help others regardless of whether they deserve it. It would have been very much snow thing to mm-hmm. um let's see well if grumpy is out of the picture then archie for mayor uh-huh. people want archie for see mayor. i think maleficent's gonna be the mayor i do too if, if they have her back right i think they do mm-hmm. i think she's coming but they have to they cannot drop that story line. oh we should tell people about the contest real quick too oh we were supposed to well i was gonna do this and then do the contest okay it's gonna break it up um let's see bobby points out that neil is henry's dad so like father like son very true <laughs> uh henry moving on from blackmail to breaking and entering sigh they grow up so fast yeah, same idea. Um, there's people throwing out lost references in here, <laughs> walking away from it. Michael Lucero, maybe? Uh, him and Hope together. They're working together on it Okay, now. so let's tell people about the okay, contest. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay. I haven't paid attention to the chat at all. So, so basically, uh, what we're doing here is, and we did this last year too, I believe. Uh, uh, a version of it. Yeah, uh, through the month of October, if you go and you go over to iTunes and uh, leave us a review or update your review that you've already left, if you just want to update it for the new season, uh, you you can do that too. You can edit your review, uh, and you'll be entered to win this uh, special. And thanks to Jeff and Colleen over at Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast for donating this to us. It's a Once Upon a Time Frozen TV guide. I mean, we all had mixed opinions about Frozen, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, this is an exclusive collectible. We're going to award to one person uh, who either leaves a review over on iTunes or proselytizes for the podcast on social media. We look forward to that in a big way, like make a blog post, a Tumblr post, a Facebook post. <gasps> yeah. Tell people why you love the podcast and why they need to check it out yes there needs to be wise mm. also i'd like to point out that this is such a crazy thing there's there's cigarette ads is that still normal they, i don't read magazines print magazines yes is it okay because these people look really really uncomfortable with their cigarettes yeah but uh, if you want to do that just go over to itunes and leave or update your review uh or make a social media post and if you could do us a favor shoot us an email greetings from storybrook at gmail.com to let us know you did it because uh, that way it'll be easier to find you to send you out your prize if you win and uh if we, if we happen to miss it in the shuffle or something uh we, point it we, out yeah we will make we'll be sure to have it and have you entered in it throughout the month of october okay so i There's guess we should put go- stuff in here like mm-hmm. i don't know when these became not about like actual like just like tv listings and mm-hmm. became like articles so i, I well they, there were always articles i think they actually Ooh, just got, they got right. rid of a lot of the tv listings because well there's the internet now so you don't need to no, make no, much. No, no, we still have it. Oh, nice. Still have it. I'm sure. Sorry, that... I haven't looked through this thing. But don't at you remember all. TV Guide used to have like a description of every movie that was on and yes, like all that stuff? A little bit. Okay, so okay. we sh- should go ahead and get back into our main discussion okay, here. What so were we talking about? The Apprentice's wand I wanted to talk about a little bit. Okay, so uh, The Apprentice, you know, he's kind of better at. And uh, he wants, he, but he he that? wants to. That was the, my impression of the apprentice. Oh, the apprentice. The imprint, the apprenticeship. I uh, know, but uh, you know, he's 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 laid up, but he wants to give uh, our characters the power to get over to Mist Haven slash Fairy Tale Land to get Emma. And uh, so, so he gives them this wand that he got from Merlin mm-hmm. when he became the apprentice. So obviously, this is what has allowed the apprentice to do all this fantastical stuff we've seen him do: realm jump, right? Uh, you know, the create the door thing. Yeah, uh, you know, um, grant people the power of being the author, stuff like that. Sure. And he just, you know, gives it to him. You know, whatever. Uh, he he just tosses it over to him, which I I thought was uh, he gave it up a little too easily. A little bit. 
especially to someone like Regina, who he's seen be at her worst. I mean, yeah, but I mean, well, as it was pretty obvious, um, she's no longer that person. Yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of wonder if when Merlin finds out about this, if he's going to be upset by that, because obviously, if Merlin granted it to his apprentice to carry out his will, it has a lot more power than probably we've, we've even seen yet. Um, I don't think he's going to be upset by it because mm-hmm. he was prophesizing the fact that all this was going to happen mm-hmm. somewhere. We'll talk about. Uh, Hope, I don't. I I, I didn't get the impression. Hope asks, "Is the apprentice really dead?" I don't. No, I didn't I don't get the impression that he was dead. I just felt like he was kind of like laid up, kind of taken aback, passed out a little bit. Yeah, but uh, he he does say that the uh, the wand was forged uh, with good and evil, both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm guessing Merlin was the good side, uh, but who was the bad? Or was the dark one? Or was he? A, well, I I I'm, I was trying to remember last season. He, he was a I think he was a wizard divided, wasn't he? Because wasn't the dark one energy the oh, dark side of Merlin, Probably. which would make sense because it, that that would also make sense why he had to split Excalibur into the dark one dagger and the the half that King Arthur got because he was a wizard divided, (laughs) you know? So, Sorry. so he had to, uh, kind, kind of, uh, split, split it up and, uh, but he had to, uh, use both sides of the coin right. to get all that to happen, which I thought was kind of interesting. I had some more thoughts about Merlin coming up in a couple of minutes, but yes. that, I, I just thought it was interesting that, uh, the apprentice gave that wand well, up I quite so easily. I thought it was a little weird that he said, you know, all the good magic is in this wand. And I'm thinking to myself, there's a room full of people here that have magic and mm. most of them are good Yeah, or have been. A uh, robotic sage in the chat room, Patty says, uh, it could have been the Black Fairy, too. Oh, it could have we been have the, not explored the dark side of the world. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't know why Blue's evil. Shady, shady Blue. Shady, shady Blue. Well, it, it, we, we have discussed a lot uh, in the over the summer that it feels like a lot of the news about this season, it feels like they're pushing towards an end game. So hopefully we'll get some more on Blue we better get, well, this season. Well, the fact that they keep bringing her back. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't give her much to do, mm-hmm. they bring her back and they make her powerful every time. She's yeah. always very powerful. Mm-hmm. There is more to that woman than meets the eye. She is not just a nun, homie. Not just a nun. Now, let's travel to Camelot. And crazy things we've taken to Camelot slash the Enchanted Forest, shall we? <laughs> um, why exactly did we choose to take grannies? with them. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I love that they took grannies and granny and the dwarves. Some of them. Not all of them. Um, but why? Was it just so that they could transport a building? If so, um, everyone's already living in the Charming's um, flat because apparently I'm British now. Um, why don't we just use that? See, I, I'm kind of hoping that it will come into play like maybe King Arthur will be introduced to chicken wings or something like that. No, the finally. friars are down. The friars oh, did not come back up. Th- well, they have Grumpy. He's good. He's good with stuff. Remember, he he you know fixed it. Well, he I guess he broke the electricity. Yeah, he broke the electricity, <laughs> and then he sold a bunch of camp. Um. Also, Ruby totally came running out of Granny's and was like Emma, because mm-hmm. it was definitely her. And then she was gone. Mm-hmm. I went back and I like I watched it like two or three times. She's nowhere in that group scene when well, Arthur came up. He, she's not walking into. I was gonna say it felt it felt like that whole scene out awful. there in front of Gran- Granny's. Like the Emma part of it was shot completely separately from the people running out of Granny's. Oh, it was part of it. completely. Yeah. So and I mean, I'm guessing that was Red, thrown in. Yeah, I'm guessing Red was probably a late addition too. Well, they did just announce her, mm-hmm. but it was just. I mean, they shouldn't have done that then because it was very awkward. I guess that's just how they got her in. Into Camelot, uh-huh. but she didn't walk into Camelot. 
I mean, they did these big over shots. Well, you she's could... back taking care of Granny's, you know? Granny was walking in. Yeah, well, Granny left red behind, maybe. I don't know. No, that was not... I... No, Hope, I don't think that it was... I don't know. Well, Belle was there. Belle's in Camelot now. Belle was in Camelot, but I don't think that was her running out. Mm-hmm. I thought... See, I didn't think I saw red either. I was, I, I I was giving you the benefit I, of the doubt. I didn't see her. I heard her. Well, that's that's fair. I mean, that they could have laid in some ADR after the fact or something once they found out officially she because they didn't announce that until like a few weeks ago or something that she was coming back okay um other things that are weird that they read to camelot i love that they actually remembered the children go you roland and baby neil <laughs> um yeah so that was just weird okay bell and her bell jar mm-hmm. so i get it i get that shady shady blue wanted to give her something uh-huh. but couldn't it have been a smaller sort of an icon it could have been the same iconic thing but like in a necklace or a charm bracelet you know like a charm falls off yeah that seems of- very impractical to carry around and she literally was just carrying it around mm-hmm dumb <laughs> like and it felt really weird for Belle just to be like I'm gonna go now because I have my bell jar with a rose like she didn't question it at all she just yeah. did it she just did it because mm-hmm. um, Shady Shady Blue told her to yeah I, I, I assume that that's gonna be like some sort of a ticking clock during the six weeks that we've missed uh, to give Belle some sort of motivation to find a way back or to something like that. To actually do something? Yeah, yeah. She to, hasn't had much to do lately either. Yeah, to actually, although I, I did like that they, uh, it was kind of like meta references all over the place because it was like uh, Grumpy running into Granny's being yeah. like, hey, the secondary character should, the yeah. secondary character should be involved in the plot too. And then Blue was like, no, you know what? You shouldn't be sitting around Gold Shop here. Go be in the main plot for a while. Right. There's uh, a lot of kind of meta kind of stuff like that. Kind of like uh, answering fan criticisms, I think, almost. I, I think that that's probably like the out-of-story reason why Baby Neil ended up going with them, too. So he could be involved in the story because people were complaining so much last season. This guy right here. Yes. Uh, this guy right here. You in particular. Uh, but, but uh, you know, that baby Neil was nowhere to be seen except for a random shot here or there. Right. That Well, that, that is... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's a lot of mothers out there. You can't just leave your kid. <laughs> also, you took Belle with you and you got rid of Will, so who's going to watch him? Mm. <laughs> there were the babysitters. Um, last but certainly not least, with Belle and her bell jar, it was always a cloud. In every shot, other than that first shot, uh-huh. you couldn't see the rose. It was cloudy inside it. It was like a white cloud. So maybe it was easier, I'm or sure maybe it was they. Easy to... Well, it was a CG rose, so maybe they yes. meant to like CG it in, and, and they, they didn't do it. So they were like, "Oh, but it, it, we could do just like a quick cloud, and that would be easier to do than a spinning rose sure for every shot." Yes. you know, because I mean, you know, they're working on a TV budget, and they the visual effects people do fantastic stuff, minus Camelot Castle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, you know, you know, just because we, I really didn't have many points about Camelot at all. Yeah, I, I just want to say here. I think King Arthur is shady. Oh, totes. Just like the fact that he's hiding from his people that he doesn't have the full Excalibur. Mm -hmm. Like, that makes it almost to where, like, the entire legend we know of King Arthur isn't accurate because he's not the true king of Camelot because he doesn't have the whole thing. That's fair. So that bugs me. And I, I have a feeling... That uh, if any shadiness goes on in this missing six weeks, it's going to be because be because King Arthur's running games on everybody else. Like if if Emma turns evil, I think it's going to be because King Arthur pushes her there. Just saying. I agree. I don't trust King Arthur with the letter. Nah. 
No. Not at all. I would not lick King Arthur. You no, heard it here I first. I don't want to lick him either. Excellent. That's gross. Don't Maybe it's beard. People. Don't no. lick people. All right, go. <laughs> okay, so I, I I just wanted to say back in our spoiler party and at our in our last episode at the end of last well, okay, well in our final episode last season, I said I bet you a bunch of the characters are going to be transported over to Fairy Tale Land and have to search for Emma. Okay, happened. Yeah. And then in our last spoiler party, I was like, I bet you just based on just a little clip of Granny's mm-hmm. uh, in the in the trailer that Granny's is going to be transported to fairy tale land and uh, there all these characters are going to be transported with it and it's going to be kind of a base of operations for them also happened this episode so i just wanted to say i called it That's just true. wanted to say that it's true and uh, like like i said earlier I, I i really enjoyed how grumpy and uh, just a couple of the dwarves came in and were like you know what we're going to be part of the plot now sister yeah. sister sister i'm uh, gonna turn our back even at mm-hmm. imminent death yeah, I, I I almost feel like maybe uh, Lee Ehrenberg was quoting his agent. Or um, I'm pretty sure Lee Ehrenberg was quoting like his Twitter or something because he was like blowing up over it. Yeah, and Amy P got favorited by him. Oh yeah, she uh, I, our listener Amy P got uh, favorited by him. Give I was her a shout saying out. that she loved that scene too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like her as favorite did scene. we all. Of course. I I I just uh I I really uh, hope yeah. that while we have the main cast over in Camelot. Mm-hmm. That it's going to allow for some fun flashbacks to Storybrooke with uh, Mayor Maleficent, Sheriff Sneezy, etc. Like I would, I I hope we get to see some of what happened in Storybrooke when the main characters aren't there. I think we have to. Well, I I mean I know we got a little hint in the dialogue that it's actually been pretty cozy. Well, it's, I'm sure it was. They took out all the drama mamas. Yeah, it's been a nice, it, nice peaceful town. So maybe maybe all of our heroes, all of our main characters, are doing more harm than good to the, for all the other characters. I would kind of love that. Actually. I would kind of absolutely love that, yes. So uh, you want to talk a little bit more about the wisps? Okay, so I guess we should have talked the, about this earlier. The wisp and the willows. But, so the wisps. They say that the wisps were born in the Hill of Stones, which was that circle sort of Stonehenge type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and that whole thing is in Brave. There's lots of wisps there. Shouldn't there be more than one? Mm-hmm. Like, the wisps are born there. Why are we fighting over one wisp? Maybe that's... Uh, the wisp with the lisp. Maybe maybe Sorry. the rest were on vacation. You know, maybe maybe the CGI guy could only do one wisp. Mm-hmm. He couldn't copy and paste that thing. Well, the, the thing is, you know, they, they had to create CG assets for those wisps because we all know that Brave wasn't a CG movie. It was all drawn by... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had... They looked a little different. Mm-hmm. That thing. A little bit. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I noticed that um, the actress who plays Merida and I... I oh, I th- saw that in your notes. Yes, I know where you're going. Yeah, I don't know why... Uh why I never noticed this before, but her name's Amy Manson, I ca- and she's Scottish, right? Yeah. So I kind of wonder if she's related to Shirley Manson from Garbage. If anyone in the chat room knows, let us know. And let us know like two or three times, because we might not see it the first time. Also, pointing that out, the hilarity when um, Phantom Rumple, or whatever we're calling him, was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what she's Fumble. saying. I don't know what she's saying. What is this accent? <laughs> I was like, no one can understand you in anything else. Like You have a different accent every time you appear, Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. But, uh, yeah, okay, hold on. So I looked up the Will of the Wisps mm-hmm. from Brave. Uh-huh. Um, they're similar looking, but there's always more than like more than one. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole thing of wisps. There's some interesting pictures over here. Um, so Maybe that was the only one that was available for filming the I... Wester Resteroff shooting Brave 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, <laughs> okay, so I, a little bit about Merlin. 
first of all, a very interesting scene mm-hmm. there at the beginning. Like, I, I do yes. think it's weird that he's so young, since uh, the Merlin we all know from pretty much every version of King Arthur is old with a big beard. But I, I think Michael's pointed out a couple times on Twitter that it might be because they age backwards. He, he ages backwards, which would make a lot of sense. Totally. But but uh, so I, I thought it was interesting interesting to see him in that kind of flashback kind of scene. But I, I was wondering, what's he doing in Minneapolis? Finding what, Emma. Well, well, yeah, he obviously. Every- Everybody's looking for Emma. He finds Emma in Minneapolis, but mm-hmm. why is he there? And why isn't he in Camelot? Because, I mean, Arthur even says that Merlin's, you know, gone. He he can't be found or whatever. Right. Maybe he's still there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I was, uh, theory, mm-hmm. something I was thinking, uh, maybe he's one of like several kind of guardians of magic or kind of masters of magic. Maybe, you know, the dragon uh, that we always talk about is another one. And maybe they either got banished to the land without magic for some reason, or they had to come here to escape something else. Uh, you know, dark one? Well, I wouldn't say the dark one because I mean the dark one found his way here. <laughs> anyway, I almost feel like Rumpelstiltskin and Storybrooke and everyone coming to this land was part of Merlin's machinations. Uh, you uh. know, he because you know the apprentice was heavily involved in all of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, involved in bringing Emma over here and guiding Emma while she was here and everything. So I think I think all of that happening was because Merlin wanted it to. But to what purpose and who uh, who are they reacting to, maybe? Or why did those really big magical characters do the invincible? Yeah. But uh, why did they have to come over here? And uh, someone mentioned the Black Fairy. That could be it. That could totally be. Mm -hmm. We haven't really gotten much on that either. Mm -hmm. Hope says in the show, Merlin, he's a young guy. I've never seen that show, Hope. Yeah. But uh, that makes sense. That does make sense. Because I think that's one of those BBC shows that, uh, yeah, kind of uh, yeah, young Yeah, I was trying hit. to find graphics and all I kept going was those. Things. I was like, <laughs> all right, forget that. Didn't Sam Neill play him in like a NBC miniseries too, I think? I don't even know who that is. Okay, but going off of your point with the whole Merlin thing, where are these prophecies written down? Or is this like Harry Potter where somebody just has to witness the prophecy and then it's like in an orb and mm-hmm. like a big thing? Like, I want to know where these prophecies are because they're like, oh no, Merlin prophesied this ages ago uh-huh. we knew you were coming they think it they think it's a surprise <laughs> well maybe merlin and king arthur were like college roommates and like they they were hanging oh, out one night and he was like dude 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 there's like this i i stuck this part of a sword out in the stone you gotta go grab it yeah go grab it in like 20 years <laughs> got it um also, last but certainly not, not least, six freaking weeks later and no one remembers anything. Of course. But why bring them back? Why? Is there an answer in Storybrooke? Does Dark Swan just not care about being good anymore? Mm-hmm. Which seems that way since she took her dagger back. Like, I don't understand why we came back. Ding. Sorry about that. Um. So, I don't know. Well, okay. I have a little bit of uh, of an idea. Oh, here we go. Okay, obviously okay. Emma is the dark swan, which, by the way, nice and creepy yeah, there at the um, end. I, I don't know if we've even addressed that, but we yeah. We haven't. We've ignored it. The full-on dark swan Emma was pretty creepy, but I think I think she's, she's playing games. I think maybe the reason why everyone doesn't have their memories is because it's very important that someone or something doesn't know that Emma is not really the dark one or that she's... Ki- in, in plus, and we'll get into this in the, the trailer for next week and stuff, but she she's doing some stuff where she's saying there's no savior here and there needs to be a savior here. For what? To, I don't know, save the town or mm-hmm. what? I, I'm thinking something, some 
big evil force drove them out of Camelot. There maybe, would have to be something really bad. Maybe something involving King Arthur's shadiness. And, uh, you know, and maybe Emma wiped everyone's memories so she could, you know, run around as the Dark One and kind of plan this thing's defeat without it finding out. You know, it, that's just a thought. Just a thought. And then maybe, you know, Regina becomes the new savior or something. We've done that already. Mm. Can't we have somebody else be the savior? Well, I don't think Regina's ever been the savior. She was the savior in the Heroes and Villains book. Okay, okay. I'm like, that was pretty important there, dude. But not in reality. That was reality at the time. Mm -hmm. It's Once Upon a Time, dude. (laughs) Once Upon a Rhyme, more like. Once Upon a Rhyme. No, but you you liked uh, Evil Emma there at the end, though? I want her hair. Yeah. She had all sorts of, like, really cool, like, really white twists. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I really liked her. She was perfectly creepy. Yeah. She was like, absolutely. It was such a, she had some range. Jennifer Morrison had some major, <laughs> major range mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see her kind of explore that a little bit more as we move on in the season. I know she did a lot of research for it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Hope asks, uh, Bill and Emery, uh, do you think the scene where Arthur pulls out the sword and the stone is in the past? Uh, Lancelot was in it, but that's but not with the knights at the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's pre- uh, uh, oh, us meeting curse. Lancelot uh, with Cora oh, that right before the curse happens and everything. Yeah, definitely. I, w- I would say that was definitely like uh, a pre-curse flashback. I, um, let's see here. Okay. Out of... This will be good. 74 moldy french fries and grannies when they come back six weeks later. Ew. How many moldy french fries would you give this episode, Amory? 70 moldy french fries. 70? Why? Because it was awesome! <laughs> I'm just going to You need to do better than that. I need to do better than it was awesome. Um, I... There was a lot of variety. There was a lot of, like I just said, Jennifer Morrison had some amazing acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin had some amazing acting as Captain Hook. Like, it was really cool to see people stretch further than we've seen in the past. And even within the episode, mm-hmm. um, we saw Baby Neil a lot, which was always exciting to me. Yeah. I love the realization that Excalibur and the dagger are one and the same. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. That makes me very, very happy and is very exciting. However, my Excalibur is not Dagger. How about you? Uh, As for me, I think I'm going to have to give it a little bit lower. I think I'm going to have to give it a 61. 61 moldy 61. french fries at, at Granny's. Which is like a solid B. That's like a solid B. Just because I, well, I felt that, um, like I said, I felt that Zelina and Robin felt a little mm-hmm. off. I felt, I felt that, you know, obviously Once Upon a Time works with several motifs like memory loss and transporting between different realms. First Which the entire series was built around, but now it's really easy to do for some I reason. Know. I mean, even the Dark One has an innate power to tra- travel between realms now. Don't get me started. But, uh, you know. Don't get me started. So th- there were some weaknesses, but at the same time, I found what they're doing with Merlin and with Camelot really compelling. And I do think that uh, I- I'm really excited about that missing six weeks because it means we're not going to be flashing back into the already overcrowded pre-cursed world for flashbacks this season. Which, thank you, because that was one of my big complaints last season was... How many more spaces do we have to fill with Cruella and all this stuff? Like, right. Yeah, just in between the scenes we've already had. So, uh, yeah, I liked it overall. Anyway, right. In, in the, the chat, chat we've got um, Amy says 70. Uh, Robotic Sage says 66.6 moldy french fries. Hope 68 six, moldy. Six, six. 
Sorry. Really? Um, Angels with me and Amy at 70. Marshall's giving it 60. Harry is giving it 63. Monica's going for 73. Monica's all about the Moldy French Fry. Nice. Um, and Sir Michael uh, Lucero is giving it 65.8. No, no, that's too low. 70.38. <laughs> wow. Um, nice. As I'm reading it. So there are, yeah. there's a lot of Moldy French Fries flying around. Trivia. If you eat- Liz gives it 70. She's been quiet. Uh, uh, yeah, Liz is in there too. Hi, Liz. Um, but uh, trivia: If you uh, if you use ranch dressing to dip your moldy French fries in, ew! No, I don't even want to know where this is going. They're fine to eat again. Stop that! It's true, William. Just make sure that the ranch dressing isn't moldy. That's all I'm saying. Actually, pretty good. I miss that. So gross. I miss being able to eat French fries with ranch dressing, even if they are moldy. You can't eat either. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So so good episode, good times. Okay, now I guess it's time for the news. News. First yes! up, the ratings. On ABC's uh, Once Upon a Time, the premiere was down 49% from last season. That's kind of ridiculous, guys. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of, but we're, mm. that was the Frozen premiere. Mm. So that Oh, is it down of, from the premiere from the last premiere. year? It's I thought you were talking from, about the finale. No, it's down from the premiere. Mm. So, you know, last year's premiere had an insane amount of people d- watching it just for Frozen because Frozen fever is never going away. Sorry. Yeah, so with a 1.8 uh, adults, 18 to 49, which it usually is. Land, it's it, like last year it landed around like 2.1 2.2 somewhere in there for right. most of the episodes so a little bit down but a little may- bit low but it's the first one so people mm-hmm. may have not known it was coming back it but, was against a lot of football yeah i know i know that makes you twitchy and mm-hmm. half the people in the chat room twitchy but it was against football mm-hmm. Sorry. yeah plus you know tv live tv ratings are on a steady decline anyway so i mean that's <laughs> not that big of a drop no, like it's really not comparatively that's still doing pretty good for tv these days it beat the simpsons premiere nice so there's nice. that okay so i guess uh next we're gonna go ahead and watch this promo for the price uh next week's episode of once upon a time see only a savior Regina with a bloody nose. Little evil Queenie. I really like her Camelot attire. I love all of their Camelot attire. Mm -hmm. And more in Camelot, more in the castle. Uh, By the way, you can get the links uh, to all these stories in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com for the episode 140. Uh, We're probably going to call it uh, Walk of Shame or something. It's going to be the Walk of Shame. Definitely. Okay, and uh, let's see here. Um, Okay, what's this uh, from the Boston Herald here? The Boston Herald um, interview with the bosses. Um, He... I don't remember which one. Uh, see, he warned Emma not to pull the sword. We saw Arthur pull the sword and we realized Dark One Dagger and Excalibur were meant to be whole. So we're going to explain to you why that is. Why Merlin is where Merlin is, Kitness says. Merlin mm-hmm. is going to get an origin story that is going to explain the whole thing. He got bit by a radioactive magic wand. Duh. Um, and the Emma of it is going to come in. So that arc will be explained and the warning will be explained right in the first seven episodes. I like that he says right in the first seven episodes as if it's the first three. (laughs) <laughs> the first seven it's like a third of the season yeah yeah so there's that oh by the way our live viewers if you've ever wanted to see how we stream the show this is the program i oh. use <laughs> whoops i have it on the same screen it's fine though okay okay and um, let's see here uh finally i oh i you wanted to uh talk hope sent this in right oh, um well i yes kind of sort of um we there is a fundraiser going for a green wish mm-hmm, which um, is uh archie uh the, raphael sparge's yes charity, his right? charity um so they are selling a bunch of wine 
once related art and paraphernalia mm-hmm. over at artforgreenwish.com and 100% of the money made is going straight to Greenwish. I believe I saw a tweet earlier that they've already made over $1,000, which is kind of crazy because it is only open for a couple of days. It opened yesterday. So I'm sure Hope in the chat is going to, uh, you know, fill us in on what the actual number's at. But there's a ton of things. There's a lot, a lot of art prints. There is some bath bombs, which I'm actually <laughs> kind of really excited about. There's notebooks. Yeah, I like this one with Her- Hopper and Jiminy in the same shot. Yes. Here. That's fun. Um, there's Walt. There's door hangers. There's mirrors. There's some necklaces and all sorts of craziness. Oh, and uh, since uh, this missed our spoiler party, I'll go ahead and mention it. If you don't want to be super spoiled or anything, just Shut skip ahead about like, a minute. Yeah. But uh, they announced that Mulan is coming back. Yes! And that uh, she's going to... Uh, or, no, well, they did not announce that it's they, her. They announced there will be an LGBT, LGBT uh, relationship or couple uh, this season. It remains to be seen they who that will be. They did not confirm who it is, so we're just going to feed the Swan Queens mm-hmm. a little longer. Uh, <laughs> I, obviously, I, ha- I have never seen the movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if Merida wasn't involved I, in that. I actually... Because she... I, I don't know. Like, uh, she she seemed like she, uh, she she would be a good match for Mulan. Like, I actually, they'd that, be a good as couple. soon as you said that, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. that totally works. Like, personality wise, they they they'd make a good couple. Just you they're know, feisty. Yeah, t- tearing their way through the woods. Girls. Yeah, I like it. Definitely, I like it. And at the time, wasn't um, Aurora a slightly redhead? So I mean, you know, maybe Mulan's got a thing for redhead. Could be. I don't know. Could That's be. All I got. <laughs> okay, I guess now it's time to get into the listener feedback here, as always. As always. When, when you get done watching uh, the episode next Sunday, 8 p.m., uh, in your own time zone. Your time zone. What I need you to do is I need you to disappear. And then there'll be like this big bubbling pot of black goo on your floor. You'll rise up out of it, reform. You look kind of grody. That's fine. Get ready for the walk of shame. Just close your eyes. Think think of a lake with some trees. <gasps> Low-hanging branches. Low-hanging branches. You'll appear Whoa. there. There'll okay. be a computer. Email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at gfstorybrook. Facebook us at uh, facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. Or wait, wait close your it. eyes again. Um, now there's a phone. <gasps> Voicemail number is 424-274-2352. And we almost always play them. 424-274-2352. And hey, pause before you start. What? I forgot to point out awesome, awesome postcard that Monica sent us. Oh, here, I'll, I'll give you You got to give me my camera? It's a yeah. George Moonshine one, but on the back it says magic juice. What about this? Is it magical? Not exactly, but it's a liquid that can conjure courage, give strength, or even act as a love potion of salts. <laughs> and uh, she sent us this too, right? She sent us actually a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's the two um, things. Yeah, this uh, sticker here that says, uh, don't make me uh, get out my flying monkeys. And uh, if you want to send us stuff uh, we have a p.o box at greetings from storybrook.com just click contact there mm-hmm. and then another one that says i believe in magic so thank I you very believe much in magic. for that stuff and so, if, you, if you send us anything flat we'll put it in this poster with everybody else's wonderful sure. wonderful things sorry i wanted i didn't mean to interrupt oh no that's fine sure uh, but we'll go ahead and get started with bobby's voicemail take it away bobby, bobby. hey bill and amory howdy and uh fellow storytellers it's bobby and forgive me if i'm all over the place on this one but uh it, it's been a while since i've left a voicemail i almost forget how to leave one of these things (laughs) but at the same time like my head's all over the place i've like watched this episode a few times i'm almost in 
the middle of watching it right now nice. uh, with no sound on and uh it's a great episode uh I, just how they were able to like fix all the problems that all of the viewers had. They were able to like even still incorporate Disney things and make it not feel like forced yes. like it was before. Uh, they were able to bring back all of the side characters. Grumpy speech was great. Um, <laughs> I was a little worried, uh, to be honest, with uh, the whole Emma being dark thing, but uh, I think it's it's worked out great uh, so far. Um, me and my friend were in the middle of watching the episode, and we were like, you know, this show hasn't been the same since like they all regained their memory, and then five minutes later, <laughs> it was like six weeks later, oh, we don't remember anything. <laughs> uh, so that was great. Swiss cheese um, brain. I, I thought it was great how they were able to like incorporate everyone and everything and all the characters you know i'm of course there's side characters left out sorry hope archie is not there uh <laughs> yes you know True. uh red's still not back although we've heard she will be uh all of the dwarves weren't there um and poor sneezy is now a statue so <laughs> but i mean this they were able to just like hit every note straight out of the park on this first episode and I'm just hoping that this is just like the sign of things to come because if it is this, then season five is going to be great um I thought the the actress who played Merida did a great great uh, job with Merida the little clumsy things going on there and everything mm -hmm. uh, apparently they really love Back to the Future because I don't know about you guys but I got a big Back to the Future vibe when they were all like standing in the middle of the of the dead street you know with uh, after Emma you know was taken away and whatnot I loved how they tied in Excalibur guess, yeah. with like oh, how clock. what the daggers part of Excalibur I thought that was cool I didn't see that coming um, I wonder why Lancelot wasn't with them when they went to Granny's Diner in the Enchanted Forest because I was waiting for the big like Snow White Lancelot ringing because we know from the past that Snow White and Lancelot are, are close mm -hmm. buddy buddy um, God like I said I'm kind of just all over the place here i could go on and on but uh like there are points in this in this episode that i should have felt were cheesy like the whole of course they lost their memory again <laughs> but no this is once upon a time this is what it's supposed to be mm -hmm. and i just so look forward to the rest of the season right now so uh scale is uh 14 of 17 pots on a peddler's wagon Nice. nice. Which but that that recalled to me uh, Isaac from last yes. season. Um, I think we've all crossed the line of going, ugh, they've lost their memories and there's another curse cloud too. Mm. <gasps> they lost their memories and there's another curse cloud. <laughs> it's all about inflection. Okay, uh, next up is uh, Liz. Take it away, Liz. Hi, greetings from Storybrooke. Hi, it's Liz. Elizabeth Placentia. Hello. You've been asking me to call in for a while, Bill, so I finally did it. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. here in not-so-sunny-yet California. <laughs> Um, and I'm up early because I have to go to school and I've been up for 20 minutes. So if I sound tired, it's because I am. Um, so, okay. The premiere episode of Once Upon a Time. I loved it. It was thrilling. It kept me on the edge of my seat like most episodes do. Um, did anybody else notice? I'm sure you guys did. That sleepy, I think it was sleepy, that was wearing red, Emma's red jacket. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really funny. Which, by the way, Liz has one of those jackets. I remember <laughs> from Regal Con. Um, um, I love the twist at the end that 
the six weeks had passed and they're like, oh, our memories are gone again. And, you know, what happened? And we were just walking into Camelot. And I thought that was an interesting element. They've done it before, but I don't know. My thoughts are all over the place because I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. But I enjoyed the episode and um, I will call again in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I'm sorry if I don't have a lot to say right now just because it's six in the morning and I just woke <laughs> up. So, love you guys. Um, can't wait to hear your guys' feedback and what you think about the episode. I will be listening, and, and I will be in the chat room later today if there is a, if, if the podcast is today, which I believe it is. Um, I'll be in the chat room. So, um, love you guys. Love everybody in the chat room. Love all the listeners. And, um, all right. Bye. Thank bye. you very much, Liz. And, yes, I hope we do hear from you again. I, I, I Like, uh, we, when we were hanging out at RegalCon uh, mm. la- last spring, I kept telling her, Call in. Come on. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm so glad you finally did. Uh, Even great if it call. was at 6 in the morning, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you, you sounded like it was at least 8 cheaper. in the morning, though. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up we have a message from Tim. Take it away, Tim. And then we're going to get into some letters here and back and forth and back and forth. Hey, Bill. Hey, Anne-Marie. This Hi. is Tim hey. calling about Once Upon a Time. Ooh. Okay, so... I really, really like Rumpelstiltskin training Dark Emma. Well, you know, the avatar of Rumpelstiltskin, I mean to say. Mm. It just seems uh, very natural, and maybe that's part of how Rumpelstiltskin got all his theatricality from listening to too much to the Dark One voice inside his head. I will say that that Rumpel also has a history of teaching. Uh, he, you know, he's a teacher. Yeah, he taught Zelina and Regina and Cora. That's very true. So, so it made a lot of sense. Uh, it, he, he fills that role well. Uh, secondly, Merida, yeah, she was there. She was okay. She did pretty much what I expected her to do. I hope we don't see her much. Uh, thirdly, everyone in Storybook, Storybrooke, uh, scrambling and uh, deciding that they need to go uh in the in the diner uh via twister tornado sure why not i mean <laughs> it's not as if you have i don't know jefferson tat laying around there somewhere you know you, you couldn't possibly use that to travel to a different realm anyway and uh a new mem a new memory lap you know just because it's i mean that's completely original <laughs> that's never ever been done before on this show um but overall uh i you you might call it repeating uh, them repeating themselves. I call it a motif. Give <laughs> this episode uh, ten out of twelve nights at the round table. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, loved the flashback at the beginning to Emma's childhood. That was just freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best part of the episode for me. Uh, anyways, this is Tim. Uh, I still like Once Upon a Time. I'm still watching it, <laughs> and I have high hopes for this season. So bye. Thank you very Thank much, you, Tim. Tim. Always great to hear from you. You want to go ahead and sure. read this uh, letter from Ashley? All right, this is from Ashley. Hey, Ann and Bill. Holy, totally twister. Very two sides of the coin this episode, and with more than just the apprentice's elder wand <laughs> and Excalibur slash the dagger being the same and yet separate. Also, yay, loved the whole Emma Meredith team up, but not the dark one double team up. Though I like how Rumples the little devil's advocate on her shoulder. She is very what Emma once once was in some ways and I love the way everyone pulls together more or less to help her and the travel twister Auntie M Auntie <laughs> M hello hell um though Hook needs to not give Henry any more bad habits Mr. Ain't No Good Judge of Character um and Camelot and the Enchanted Rose and the Sword in the so- Stone squee 
Um, some of my favorite Disney etc. things. Happy dance. Um, I can't wait to see the flashbacks. And oh, I wonder who did the memory messing this time. And poor Sneezy. I hope they can <laughs> unstatue him somehow. The jacket was very old Emma too. Oh boy, things are going to get cray cray. Giving this one eight wisps out of ten. Cheers and hugs, Ash. Wisp. 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 Oh, and just a, just a note here. We are going a little long tonight because it is the season premiere. Yes. I, it, from here on out, we'll be doing the blog post that we did uh, yes. last season a lot. Uh, to I, I unfortunately have to cut out some of these because you guys are so prolific. Oh, sure. uh, but, but we love it, honestly. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get back to the voicemails here. Uh, next up is Patty. Take it away, Patty. Well, was that a pretty interesting episode? Ash, out of 10 disintegrating circades, I'm going to give it 9 disintegrating circades because that was pretty intense and pretty awesome. Now, speaking of which, the best part of the show is being circade gets disintegrated, obviously, because I keep remembering on all the attempts that I made through my childhood of trying to pull that sword of the stone out of the sea world. You know what I have to say is, I survived. I am very happy to not die. Queen Elizabeth can keep her goddamn job if it takes me of the potential of having that occur. Then, and again, Queen Elizabeth keeps her job. I wonder who, then again, I wonder who broke the, the Excalibur in the first place. I get a feeling it was Bill. I'm kidding, Bill. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it was um, me. It was totally him. Three and a five. That's all I remember story, so who knows. Um, See you guys later. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Bye. Right, next up, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Next up is uh, Other Anne-Marie. Take it away, Other Anne-Marie. And thank oh. you, Patty, by the way. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Other Anne-Marie speaking, calling in for reading some Storybook. Yay. So I'm very excited Yay. to have the season back. Um, I didn't get any spoilers. I tried to stay away as much as I could. So I, I was watching with a clean slate, which I, I actually like watching that way uh, if I can. Um, overall, just good. I uh, loved Emma's outfit for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the only thing I was really annoyed with was the last few seconds when we all skipped six weeks and have another memory loss on our hands. And, I was hoping that there's a different mechanism that they could use for this. I I really would have been fine with them walking into Camelot being the final scene for today, because it was Mm -hmm. just a really good, solid episode. Um, It it feels like the ones that I fell in love with in season one. Um, It wasn't any of that that Frozen stuff that they started (laughs) off with last year and... May I say Neverland? I, I wasn't a big fan of that, to be really honest. So I, I'm really looking forward to what the rest of the season is going to bring. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. Everybody's always slamming on Neverland. Yes, I am. Neverland gets a bad rap. Yes, it does. Next but we did Michael. get Robbie K out of it, so... Yeah, now he has an American accent. Take it away, Michael Lucero. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. I really liked this premiere, probably more than any other uh, since season one. And even though they're using the same old, tired plot devices, uh, the lost memories and a time jump and everything, for some reason I really care about the story this time. And I'm not entirely sure why that is. There could be several reasons. Uh, like season one, and in my opinion, unlike any other season since, uh, the stakes actually feel important now. Or it could be the fact that they're finally splitting open a core piece of mythology for the show. Or 
this could possibly be, I should say, hopefully be the final season. And I feel like the show is really getting itself in gear to end on a good note. And I know y'all are going to moan when I say this, but I can't help it. I always have to go to Lost when I talk about why shows should end sooner rather than later, rather than dragging on and on like, honestly, I feel once has for a lot of its run. And thankfully, Lost only had that kind of aimless wandering for a few episodes. Some would say a third of a season, but I say it's much less than that. Uh, but you can really tell in Lost exactly when the showrunners got the end date they were negotiating with the network for. Because right at that moment, the show just amps up into high gear with tight storytelling, uh, tense and meaningful character arcs, and plot twists that felt like they really mattered. And I bring this up uh, because that's the same feeling I'm getting in this episode. Uh, the Meredith stuff wasn't really essential. It could have been any other character, honestly. Uh, but it didn't feel... I agree. ...feel tacked on and inorganic like the Frozen part did. And it did further the story rather than hold it up. Uh I also loved Crocodile Era Rumpelstiltskin being the uh, <laughs> the Harry Morgan to Emma's Dexter, and I loved Emma's struggle with the Dark One persona and the plot twist that the dagger is the point of Excalibur. Oh my gosh, who saw that coming? That was amazing. <laughs> I I'm also intrigued with the Camelot aspects of the story. It's not what I would really expect from the King Arthur legends, but it didn't seem wholly wrong either. Uh, there's something interesting about Camelot that I feel elevates it a bit higher than just another random realm in the Enchanted Forest. And also, was that Merlin in the theater at the beginning? I'm guessing it was. I like the fact that they cast a younger actor than we would expect, since in some versions of the Arthurian legends, Merlin actually ages backwards, so by this point in time, he'd be quite a young man indeed. Uh, so I'm really excited about this. I feel like this is a lot better than we had, a, honestly had a right to expect from Once Upon a Time. And surprisingly, I feel invested in the show in a way I really haven't been in uh, since season one. So thank you all uh, so much for greetings from Storybrooke, because it's really been the only thing keeping me holding on. And without <laughs> you, I would never have made it this far. Anyway, I rate this episode 176 out of 183 shards of Narsil. I mean, shards of Excalibur. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear the podcast episode. Uh, take care. Bye. We keep you holding on. You want to read this letter from Alina? Yeah. That, uh-huh. Okay. Let's see. Perfection. Jennifer Morrison was bloody amazing as the dark swan at the end. Just wow. I felt her icy present. The way she turned ever so quickly to sneezing us. Who are you? Are and then uh, turned him to stone. That was excellent. Overall, mm. what a beautiful episode. I want more. Rip Sneezy. Rip Sneezy. If you're a dwarf and your name starts with S. Done. Stealthy. Uh, the opening scene was intriguing. I do love that they showed the animated sword in the stone. Love that movie. Very cool twist. And the Dark One's dagger is the extension of Excalibur. I never thought of that. Wow. So cool. That's maybe why Merlin might have said, don't take the sword out of the stone. Mm. Um, Zelina was wicked. She and her sister do have something in common wanting love she now has a son and i think um wait what yeah that's going to make her happy so hopefully they can work out their problems and maybe she can go somewhere over the rainbow way up <laughs> high there's a land i've heard of once in a lullaby my prediction y'all that son will be tiktok I, from return to us okay um but wait do we know that it's a son have we had that ultrasound yet well robin's a pretty masculine dude it's probably that doesn't a son mean no, jack. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> 
Okay, we have another voicemail from Hope. Take it away, Hope, and then we'll wrap it up with a letter from Marshall. Hey, Thank Bill you. Hey, Marie. It's Hope. I wanted to give you my impressions of The Dark Swan. So just a few notes that She's I picked up. I loved Leroy's speech. <laughs> it's what I've been saying for about, what, two seasons now about the minor characters. So when Leroy had that speech about being left on the sidelines, I was just like, my baby, my baby's <laughs> talking. So I that oh, that was my favorite moment of the episode. Um, I've noticed that they left Rumpel in a coma with the Blue Fairy, and they've mm-hmm. been sworn enemies since season one. So I'm wondering if that's going to come back into play. I do. Blue's cutting them. I wish that Robin was a part of the Hook Henry team up. I started thinking, and I don't remember Robin and Henry ever having a scene together. Which is a bit upsetting to me because Hook and Henry have all these scenes, but Robin is also a potential stepfather for Henry. So I, I would love to see some sort of scene with Robin and Henry to see how Robin interacts with him. I have to say, <laughs> they spent all last season forgetting about baby Neil. Like, Belle and, and Will Scarlet are, have so many nanny fees, and they are like the ideal nannies of Storybrooks. And they spent all last season ignoring baby Neil, and yet they're going to take him to camp a lot on a tornado does this baby have shots like is he okay against the enchanted forest that just seemed really weird like Natural what's the immunity. child abuse hotline remain i'm Make questioning the charmings on this one and then when the tornado was coming i was just like get that baby under a table go to your interior room have you ever been in a tornado why is he out in the open there's Georgia gonna be girl. flying glass <laughs> what is wrong with you charmings and my, my biggest like beef of the episode because it was such a good episode but I hated that the last five minutes, they are going back to losing their memories, and there's a time jump, and Adam and Eddie said they weren't doing time traveling anymore. So I was just like, this is the same old thing all over again. You're going back to your same old bag of tricks. But those are just... They said they're not doing time travel. Never was it said they weren't doing a time jump. Big yeah. Difference. Let's do the time jump again. Let's do the time jump again. Go forward six weeks and lose your memory. It's like my small scripts. Overall, I loved the episode. I was just so impressed. Rumple as Emma's manifestations of the Dark One. Those scenes were so strong. And that was a great way to use Robert Carlyle while he's in a coma. Um, and I was like, impressed with Merida. You know, I wasn't excited for Merida. I, I love when they do literary stories, and I've been griping for a while now about them doing all these Disney characters and stuff like that, and I've had a problem with that. But Merida was awesome. She actually mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of season one Emma, and I love seeing that kind of character back into play again. So I'm actually excited for Merida in this season. So uh, overall, it was just a great episode. Uh, the Charmings didn't speak at all. <laughs> the Charmings <laughs> didn't yeah. speak at all. We um, gotta save Emma. To see where Regina goes. I think Regina's gonna be taking more on that savior role this season, and I'm really awesome to like so excited to see that. And finally, Selena. Selena was crazy. Like when she cut off her hand, I was just like, oh, that ain't right. Oh my god, she just cut off her hand. And I thought we we're gonna have a second Captain Hook this season. I gave the Dark Swan 8 out of 10 returned Lancelots because it was awesome. And I'm so happy that Lancelot is back. And I'm really hoping he really didn't die in season two because I love him. Talk to you later, guys. Thank you very much, Hope. 
Okay, and uh, we'll wrap up here with this letter from Marshall. Marshall says, hi. Also, Marshall's in our chat room. Uh, Hi, Bill and Amory. After listening to your podcast since the beginning of Once's third season, I'm finally writing into you. Thank you. Well, it took you long enough, Marshall. (laughs) Overall, I liked tonight's episode. It wasn't as good as some of the premieres in the past, but it was still okay. Uh, First of all, I want to say I totally called that Emma was going to be transported to the Vault of the Dark when I remember that. I I, I mentioned uh, the theory in the chat room for your Season 4 Listener Roundtable. Uh, you never mentioned it on the air, but someone did respond to me. Uh, we fail. Sorry. See, sometimes we see stuff, but we don't have. There's just not a place there's to get it. There's not a place. Also, know? I have no idea what you guys said in the chat room most of the <laughs> night. Just so you know, uh, the vault Emma came out of appeared to be smaller than the one Bell and Neil found in season three. So I wonder how uh, many different vaults there are. Uh, the reveal, yeah, I guess Thank I was you. wrong. Thank uh, you. The reveal that the dagger was the end of Excalibur was very clever. Uh, lear- learning more about the Dark One mythology is one of the big draws for me this season. Uh, my guess is that Blue has something to do with it, of course. Shady, shady, shady. I, I love the fact that Grumpy stood up for all the minor characters in this episode. Everyone loves the minor characters uh, the best, so I'm glad that the writers are going to be able to include them in this adventure to Camelot. Uh, hopefully Granny won't be stuck watching Baby Neil all the time. Uh, Amy Manson did a great job playing Merida, and I can't wait to see more of her. Uh, Zelina was also great in this episode. I did feel a little sorry for her when she said her monologue in the middle of town. Uh, her storyline this season should be interesting. Uh, now let's talk about the part of the episode that's going to bring my score down a little bit. Uh-oh. The ending. Uh, why did everyone have to lose their memories again? I mean, in season 3B, they kind of changed it by not letting us, uh, the viewer, know what happened. But now it appears it's just going to be a retread of that. I, I do I have to say that Jennifer Morrison did do a great or wonderful job playing the Dark Swan at the end of that scene. Uh, she was chilling. So minus the ending, this was a good episode, and I have faith it will be another good season. Out of 33 whispers to a wisp, I give this episode 26.5 whispers. You should totally know her. She was on Being Human. Was she? She was Daisy. Daisy on Being Human. Oh, was she like one of the new crew? I'm sorry. You're asking the person who's never watched the show. I'm just trying to fill it in for you. She's on Torchwood. I think she was. She was the ghost girl, maybe. Sure. She appears to do a lot of like more movie. Oh no, Um, a vampire and the wife of Ivan. I think that was a minor character, maybe. On wait, on on being human, yeah. Yeah, Whatever. I just thought I'd minorish. Minorish. She was only in a handful of episodes. Whatever. She was there. Okay. So, oh, and then we had the post from Charity. Um, it was a rolling good time on Once Upon a Time. I could have done without the time jump. the cliche that came with it i could have easily watched another hour yes uh, well again thank you to everyone who wrote yes. and called in obviously yeah uh, we're gonna have to uh call the field a little bit uh next week yeah, uh it's just be a little smaller just a little bit uh but uh, as always when you get done watching the episode you know fall asleep for six weeks forget everything that happened in those six weeks when you wake up and grannies hook the electricity back up get the fire fryers running then uh, email us yes get from- those fryers running they need some onion rings <laughs> email us greetings from storybrook at gmail.com tweet us at gf storybrook facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook and the voicemail number which we almost always play is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 
five, five two, two, two. Thank you guys again so much. We love our chat room. You if you guys awesome. want to join us live in the chat room next Monday or no, I, no, next week. Actually, flash. you know what? Executive decision. It'll still be Monday. Oh, so we're gonna. It's kill gonna ourselves. be hard on me. It's gonna but, be real but we'll hard on it. you. We're going out of town. Yeah, but I, I, I next Monday, eight thirty p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Keep an eye on our uh, our social Twitter, medias social and medias. stuff like that for that. And uh, Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. And hey, you might be interested. I have a Disney blog that desperately needs updated this week. <laughs> Disney Passholder Project at WordPress.com. We have season passes. We're talking about it. Ta-da! Yeah. And as for <laughs> me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, you know what, follow me on Google Plus, uh, google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And you can uh, check out my fairy tale that I wrote uh, a few months back, The Trials of King Sparrow at bit.ly slash King Sparrow. And you can... You can find notes for everything we've talked about tonight yep. at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Awesome. So I guess, you know, in t- uh, jo- until, it, no. until yeah, next, next time, time, greetings from, from Storybrook. You can tell when it's been too long, guys. We can't function. We did it. It was another episode. Boom. We're back.